Hello, everybody, and welcome to... The Rink. With... Mallory. And... Ben. Uh, it is good to be back, and it is good to have this one with me in the room, because I think this is the first time we've actually been in a room recording an episode of The Brink in about four months, five months? Whoops. February, I think we... Because the last time we would have done this was, I think, the week before you ended up coming here, so you've been back now for nearly two months. Is that hard to... Believe it doesn't feel like it's been that long. It it, it doesn't. How or it feels like it's been long. both all of the above. All of the above. How 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 have you felt being back in your homeland now, knowing that this is this is permanent? You're here now. You're not, uh, I guess, leaving anytime soon. I mean, yeah, good. Yeah, good. Yeah, good. Yeah, good. Good. That's uh, what what's been up in Mallory Land since you've returned. What tell us? Give us a brief update on your life. I quarantined for two weeks. Did some school stuff, got a job on my first day out of quarantine. Yep. And now I work and I go to school and nothing else. What What is your job? Tell us the excitement of your life that is in your job. I drive a delivery truck of bread around the city. Right. And deliver bread. What? Uh, eat bread. Plug the company. Do we like? Well, obviously you like the it's company. It's really employee. good bread. That is okay. Really Portofino is the name of the company. Yep. It's nice. Uh, I haven't tried any yet. But I've heard good things about it, so that's a good thing. And you were studying, which is good. Tell, I want you explain this fun story you had in an exam the other day uh, when it came to a little incident with you being little Miss Honest as well. What, what <laughs> happened with this uh, story? I had my final accounting exam the other day, and I was sitting in the exam, and there was this like text box that had a table inside it and we were supposed to type our answers in the table but I couldn't get my typing letters to go into the table in the correct spot so I like clicked on it a bunch of times because I was frustrated and when you click a bunch of times it highlights stuff and so I accidentally highlighted the entire table and in the table the answers were hidden like it was like white on white so you couldn't see them and so I kind of used the answers like I still did all the work to make sure that I was getting the right answers but then one of my answers was wrong it was like 0.5 off and I was like that's weird so I went back because it was based on the previous question and so I went back and I looked at the previous question and I realized that one of my numbers was in the wrong spot on the last question and like changed it to the right spot which fixed the issue and then I emailed my teacher after and she was super nice and understanding. You were basically honest enough for you to say that I mean you could have just literally gone oh there's the answer and then typed that answer in and gotten a perfect mark for it but you were honest enough that you didn't do that and then uh, you told the teacher. Do you do you think that anybody else knew that? Like you have other people in your class, did you ask I don't them? know. I was in the, I think I was only in the second exam and there were like three more after me. And maybe I was in the third one. I think somebody would have found it other than me and the poor people behind me because she fixed it right away. Right. 
So you could have ruined the experience for everyone, basically. But you got a? Did you get a? Did I hear you say you got a ninety something percent on that? Ninety three point three three. Which is what's that? Uh, I don't think you That's have them plus. distinctions and stuff like that. Do that would be a high distinction if for those uh, in Australia following our system. So good job you're doing accounting. Yes. And business. Yes. Which uh, is thrilling, no doubt. <laughs> lots of math. I get it. Yeah, lots of math. Are you good at math? Yeah. Yeah. You kind of got this look on your face that you don't know what I'm asking you. This is. Oh no. You know, like both our listeners really want to know if you're good at math or not. So that's why I'm asking you this question. Yes. Yeah. Okay. okay. And yeah. yeah. And are you enjoying it? Are you enjoying studying and working and getting up at like five a.m. to deliver deliver food? Yeah, mostly. Yeah, mostly. Awesome. And being back in Victoria, has this city changed to you? Yes. What What has changed most about your favourite city in the world? Well, your home, I should say. There's buildings everywhere that there weren't buildings before. What buildings are the ones that you most uh, recognise? Like as in, are there like skyscrapers? Are there new shopping centres? Like what, what buildings? No, it's all like housing. Housing. There's one apartment building that like really sticks out. That's like in front of an entrance to a lake, and it used to just be forest beside a highway, and now it's building forest and beside a highway. Costco, right? So where that is, it's like what they're they're basically destroying rocks there a lot. Like, what do you know what they're actually doing up at Costco? Building houses. Because I mean, is that just a thing that they've got to destroy an entire like quarry essentially to get up there? Well, like, what was to, there beforehand? They have to level it and bring it down so that they can add. The houses and roads to it. I see. So was that just like a raised land area before? It was a forest, yes. It was a forest. So they chopped down all the trees and were basically like, screw you, we're building houses because it's Costco. Yes. Fantastic. That's very exciting. Uh, And Costco is great because we like going to Costco. I feel like we're being sponsored by Costco all of a sudden because you miss little things like that, don't you? Like going to a grocery store that is probably bigger than the entire city of Invercargill, right? Which... Do you miss Invercargill? No. Do Do you miss any part of the asshole of the world, as it was famously dubbed? I miss the Starbs girls. You miss the Starbs girls? My Starbies girls. Yep, yep. Is that, is that it? Is there anything about New Zealand that you miss? Honestly, not really. <laughs> <laughs> do you even remember living How in New Zealand? How organized they are about COVID. Jacinda. Just, you miss Jacinda? Yeah. What about Justin? You've got Justin. Who has a nicer bum, Jacinda or Justin? Probably Jacinda. I haven't really seen Jacinda's bum. Yeah, so, yeah. Pierce Brosnan has a nicer bum than Justin after watching the Thomas Crown Affair the other night. Speaking of watching, we we got the opportunity to actually watch a new movie this week, a newly released movie. Now, I'm going to ask you about this now because you're not going to be on our review episode for the Oz Network and Eurovision. We watched the Eurovision Song Contest, the story of Fire Saga, which is on Netflix right now. Uh, what What did you think of this movie? I enjoyed it. What did you enjoy about it? The singing. The singing. Is that it? Hilarious overtopness. And how it just captured Eurovision. It was great. And you've only seen one real Eurovision um, because we were in an airport and you didn't get up last year to watch. You watched some of last year's. So, from somebody who's a a fairly new person to the contest, you believe it uh, captured the essence and the experience. I really do. And the soundtrack, I've downloaded it, listened to it constantly, and I'll probably keep listening to it for at least less than a week until it wears it wears out. Uh, do you do you enjoy listening to the soundtrack? Do you think that kind of adds to the experience? I like it. And are you a Rachel McAdams fan? I know you're a notebook fan, but not really. You don't like Rachel McAdams? Not particularly. Do you like Mean Girls? Eh. Eh. 
You're not one of these girls who are like, oh, Mean Girls, it's... I mean, I've watched it yeah. a few times. Yeah. I like Rachel McAdams. I think she's she's one of these actresses or actors at, slash actresses who I think is a lot better to comedy than... It's like Chris Hemsworth. Like, when Chris Hemsworth does comedy, I think it's better suited to him than drama. I don't know how you perceive that. But there was a movie, Games Night, which Rachel McAdams was pretty funny in. Uh, so And Mean Girls, I mean, everyone always is surprised that she's good at comedy. I mean, she kind of had a breakout role in a pretty prominent comedy called Mean Girls. So it's kind of hard to believe that's the same person. She's mm-hmm. very different in she's Mean very different Girls. Now. But, um, yeah, there you go. But check it out. It's on Netflix. Do you miss seeing – you're not like me in terms of that you've got to, you know, go and see a movie all the time, but you enjoy going to the movies. Do you miss the ability to go to a movie theatre and see a new movie or are you not really fussed? I miss popcorn, so there's no reason in even going when we're on keto. But I'm not on keto right now, so we should go to a movie. <laughs> well, I mean, the movie theaters are opening, I believe, in popcorn. phase three here in Victoria. I'm surprised you haven't had any mini, 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 mini wheat strawberry flavor. Yeah, I just I felt like saying that. Um, we're gonna come back with a game for you today. I haven't even told you anything about this game. I'm not gonna tell you anything about this game until we're on air next. Are you excited for a game? Sure. It's a really simple game that is just a guessing thing and that's all that matters. Are you, are you ready? Mm-hmm. We'll come back and do that in just a second. We never seem to bring you episodes anymore, so there's no point in me saying, we never have this person on anymore because whenever we do have episodes, he's generally on the show now. So go us and time zones and everything. It's the one Canadian that bothers showing up every week. It's Colin Hilding. Colin, welcome back to The Brink. Uh, I hope me showing up every week doesn't mean I have to fulfill the other Canadians' other duties, because I'm going to draw the line there. <laughs> Damn it, that's what I was not hoping you would say. Colin, I, I'm angry at your country, because it, it's a weird place. I um, heard. It's, <laughs> I don't understand you lot, because <laughs> <laughs> since we last spoke, we got a car, Mallory and I. Very good, go us. And... I didn't realise how hard it is to frickin' get a car transferred over and then get insurance. Uh, One of my gripes. The other is tax. Now, as a Canadian, what do you know about tax? Do you know anything about how you pay tax in your country? Yeah, I know that most Canadians are too dumb to realise how much tax we pay because if you have a regular job, which I know where you're going with this, but if you have like a regular job, everything's just done for you and yeah. nobody bothers to look at what they pay and then they say we have free health care and they don't realize that half of their check is gone to pay for that health care. Um, but if you are considered self-employed, which I think is what you fall under, it's a different story. So why don't you tell me a little bit about your your gripe here? Well, I, I'm, well I'm not technically self-employed. I'm kind of more on a contract sort of basis. Um, but yeah, so... Similar to what you were just saying, in Australia, generally all jobs, unless you are purely self-employed, you get tax taken out. So even if I was on a contract basis in Australia or a casual basis, I've had jobs before, things like that, no matter what you earn, you get yourself a, a paycheck and it tells you, okay, you've had this amount of tax taken off. There is no need for me to have to pay tax to the government unless I have myself employed. And even then, it's relatively simple you have a a very easy to navigate website remember i said that an easy to navigate website where you click on a couple of buttons you type in a bit of information it's like okay well as a self-employed person you need to pay this amount of tax you can keep that and wait till tax time at the end of the year when you submit your tax return we will tell you that you owe us this money and hopefully you've kept the right amount blah 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 right simple easy new zealand you do nothing 
they do everything for you in New Zealand. Like, literally, you get paid at tax time. They're like, oh, bro, we'll do the tax for you. We'll let you know if you get some money back or not. And then all of a sudden, about two months later, you get an email saying you owe us money or here's 60 bucks, which I paid like 10 grand in tax last year. I got 60 bucks back. Thanks, Jacinda. You're great. Um, Whereas in Canada, I've been paid a couple of times on my job. I get paid the full amount without any tax thinking, oh, sweet, I don't get taxed in this country. (laughs) Only to realise that (laughs) I then have to work out what I have to pay the government. Okay, fine. So surely I'll just go onto the Canadian tax website. It'll be pretty simple. Barring me getting an honours degree in understanding the Canadian tax website in the next three years, I can't navigate my way through to find a simple answer. Try calling up the, what are they, the CRD or whatever they're called. It's like a three-hour... CRA, yeah. CRA. They're like a three-hour wait at the moment because of everyone and COVID or something. I don't know. And then try contacting a freaking local tax person and they either just turn around and go, oh, I can't answer that question, sorry, or, oh, I'm really busy, I don't really have time to answer this. (laughs) And then when I ask, like, Canadians, they're like, oh, yeah, no, it's a confusing system, we don't even know what to do. So it's like, (laughs) okay, so I am... I have been granted the honour of a working visa in your beautiful country. Thank you, Justin. You are great. The beard's looking sexy. Keep it up. I, I, I want to do the right thing and pay taxes. So the closest I have found is a calculator, which I type in my wages. And then you have these weird things where it's not just you're paid fortnightly, weekly, or monthly. You've got semi-weekly, semi-monthly, bi-monthly, bi-weekly, bi-six-monthly. Like, there's 20 different options. When I work out what the hell I'm getting paid, it then tells me this is your tax. And then I look at what he's been taken out, right? Now, it's funny because in Australia, you just have tax and that covers everything. Like that covers whatever you need to <laughs> oh, pay yeah, tax for in Australia. Here. here, no, it's not just tax. It's government tax, provincial tax. And then it's like, <laughs> there's a thing they're saying that I've got to pay for, I guess, what is it? Like uh, the, the um, oh, what? Well, I've got the um, welfare. Thank you. That's what I'm trying to think of. And mm-hmm. I'm looking at them going, Mallory, like, why do I have to pay that? I don't, I don't owe it. And she's like, oh, everyone pays that. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, well, that's how people on welfare get their money. And I'm like, so why does that come up separately? Like, shouldn't that just be listed under tax? Because I'm assuming my tax in Australia helps to pay welfare, but I'm not told on my pay slip. I don't want to see what each, like, Justin Trudeau's trousers <laughs> tax, like... <laughs> Keeping the Toronto Maple Leafs in the competition tax. Like, I don't want to see every single <laughs> breakdown. Why is it so complicated, Colin? What is wrong with your country? And again, Canadians just, like you said it perfectly, oh, we don't even understand it. <laughs> but then they think that they get things for free in this country. It's like, you don't. <laughs> You've sold your soul. <laughs> You've sold everything. <laughs> and uh, I will say um, I, you probably would qualify as like an in- contractor or something like that which basically has the same rules like being self-employed uh i i had my own business for a while which really was just me and one casual part-time employee uh but i avoided all this by uh, a company i can't remember the name of it but basically it's a company that works out all of your bookkeeping for you you pay them a certain amount per month that you're, you're set up on a website with all of your details, all your bank account info, and you just simply go in there, you enter your payroll. So it would be the same as like if you've ever worked at a job where you just you, – you have a site or you know some program where you put your hours in and, oh, OK, I had this many hours of vacation. I did this and this, and it, it works everything out for you. And this was a lifesaver for me because I never could have – 
been bothered to call and ask all these people because CRA especially it, it doesn't matter how busy they are you're never going to get an answer <laughs> like oh, literally never I heard Mallory on the phone to them had... once and she asked a simple question and she didn't get an answer <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it is completely useless if you even get somebody of uh, I, I don't I think only one time ever did uh, we get an answer a proper answer from CRA and we've called multiple times and it, it actually came down to Jamie got an answer she was looking for, and I told her, Jamie, don't hang up the phone. And she's like, okay, can you answer the same question for my husband, or does he have to call in? It's like, oh, no, we need to verify everything. I'm handing the phone over right now. She hands the phone over to me. Hi, my name's Colin. My social insurance number, blah, 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 blah. And that was the only way because we finally got somebody who knew what they were talking about. Uh, but if you can, if, if you're willing to part with a little bit of money per month extra on top of what you're going to be paying for our uh, ridiculous tax – you can get one of these companies to set you up where all you do is you go on there, you report, this is how much money I brought in. You basically set yourself up on a payroll. They will automatically calculate all of your tax, all of your CPP, your employment insurance, all those things for you just by you putting in the number. And then you've got it automatically set up to go to your bank account on payday. Wow. And you determine how much you make and everything. I did that for myself, and I had a point where I didn't even have an employee anymore. And I'm like, you know, I'm keeping this. I'm paying the 15, 20 bucks a month or whatever, and I'm just going to make my tax easy at the end of the year. So if I could find the name of that, I will refer you to it because you set yourself up as your own. You may have – I don't know. You may have to have a registered business to do that. I don't know. But if, if that's all it takes, then pay the $80 and get your <laughs> business registered as Ben Waterworth Incorporated. <laughs> been a long time coming you know find it send it to me i need the help because all i'm basically planning on doing is using this calculator going okay i need to take out whatever amount each week fortnight bi-weekly bi-monthly whatever it's called put it in a bank account and then come tax time i'll go and call this is what i've saved have i saved up enough is this amount much tax i need to pay you guys and they're either gonna be like oh no we you've oversaved keep your money or you owe us twenty more thousand dollars eh um, so I'll <laughs> Which find out. I will say that's the flip side of it. Canadians are very understanding. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I had one or two years where I either did my taxes and they asked for a reassessment and I never got them the paperwork needed. So the next time tax time came around, they're like, oh, you know, you were reassessed. They're like, okay, can you do it right now? Sure. <laughs> so it, nobody's really, I mean, maybe they will chase you down. I don't want to say anything, but you probably are onto something that you you could likely just wait until the end of the year and be like, uh, so how much do I owe you? And they're like, oh, this much. Good. That's what I got. <laughs> uh, there's a slight chance I could get deported. I'm not one of you. So I, you know, I, I have that. <laughs> That's why I'll, I'll be cautious with <laughs> yeah. what worked for me may not work for you. The, the other thing too is that, and I think I've been told this might be just a BC thing. I don't know how it works in, in Manitoba, but Car insurance is just beyond ridiculously expensive because it's, it's kind of like it's this weird thing that you have where in Australia you register your car and that comes with, say, like a very brief amount of just the standard insurance to cover the government or something, right? But then you go and get separate private car insurance. And mm-hmm. on average, like I would pay and I, I you can get more expensive policies. Obviously, you can get things like comprehensive insurance, but I would just get the third party and fire damage. Like I just need the basic shit, right? And, you know, Australia, I'd pay maybe 20 bucks a month. New Zealand, I think we were paying like 20 bucks a month, you know, something like that, right? Basic, basic stuff. 
here, we're paying like $140 a month. <laughs> yeah. What is wrong with your country? <laughs> uh, I will say it probably covers everything. Like you could kill a man. And it might. Well, they sold us on that. They were like, they literally said, we're like, oh, so the standard policy covers like $500,000 in like blah, blah, blah. But we recommend going up to $2 million worth in case you accidentally kill someone and have to cover funeral costs. And I'm like, what? What is this, America? (laughs) Yeah. No, that's that's exactly right. Um, uh, I, I was paying, I think, $175 a month for our van. Wow. Um, and. Uh, there's a, there's a thing you can, you can assure it depending on how much you drive as well. So if you have to take your car to work every single day, you're paying this much. And typically if you're not taking it to work, then you can reduce the insurance. So last year I had somebody give us a very old, very beat up 95 Honda Accord that should probably not have been driven, but (laughs) wasn't safe to drive, but, uh, it was free. So I took it anyways. Uh, and our van, I decided, well, this is basically, we only have this. So Jamie can take Casper and the twins to doctor's appointments once a week or once every two weeks, however often it was, or grocery shopping. So I'm changing the insurance, which basically allows you can drive this to work three times a month if you want, but otherwise it's considered, you know, pleasure insurance. So this is not a, a regular everyday used car. Our bill went down from 175 a month to 145. We saved 30. To, we save a dollar a day for not going to work. We basically are taking this car off the road, and you're telling us we're still paying 140 dollars a month for what? It's yeah, it's it's crazy. And I was the guy we bought the car off. He basically said that in Alberta that they didn't have to pay that much. Like it was like ridiculously cheap in in Alberta. So. Maybe that's where we all need to move to Calgary or something like that because apparently it's all good in Alberta. Let me give you a fun story too about uh, – because I don't know if you have a rant of your own coming up about how difficult it is to get the insurance. Oh. Um, you you literally have to be insured in order to drive off the lot. So we got a vehicle before where the guy who was selling us the car said, okay, there's – a place that like one of the MPI MPIs, what it's called here, Manitoba Public Insurance, or whatever, that's still open. It's a couple blocks away. I will drive you over there. You fill out all the paperwork. You get the insurance. We have about ten minutes. We can do that, and then we can get back here and then get you your car. That's how complicated it was. What was even more complicated was when we wanted to transfer our insurance from our old Honda Fit, which does not fit twins, um, uh, to our van when we got that. Because we wanted to save, like, I, I think it works out to be, I don't know, 20 or $30. If you're signing up for a new vehicle, you get new plates and everything. But if you want to transfer your plates from an old vehicle to a new one, you can save 20 or $30. I'm like, we're about to have twins. We need to save this money. Let's do that. We literally cannot do that in our old vehicle. We have to have the old vehicle off the road, bring the plates themselves down insure those plates and then bring it back to a dealership and put the plates on now the dealership was about a 10 15 minute walk for us so what i had to do this is when jamie was seven months pregnant with twins i had to drop her and casper along with all of our other things from our vehicle like car seats and all that off at the mpi place walk about 15 20 minutes to the dealership 
get the plates uh, or, or drive down there, uh, take the plates off of the van, walk it back to the MPI place, carrying the other car seats, <laughs> get the car insured. All of us walk back to the dealership, put the plates on, and now we're legally able to drive our vehicle off with the same plates so we could save 20 or $30. We in Australia... When you buy a car, you get a piece of paper, which is like the transfer of registration. The owner writes their name and basically signs it saying like, yep, I'm transferring this over. You just take that into a business and boom, it's done. Or you can even do it online now, I believe. This was so confusing for me too, because like you literally take the number plates off your car. Like this is a thing that our Australian listeners who have never experienced this before. I was like, what? Like, why are you taking them off? And then they're like, well, you need to, you can't have them on the car. I'm like, why? Like, that belongs to the car. Like, no, it belongs to the, the insurance. What? Like, <laughs> yeah. what is this? And then it was, so we, we had gone to this insurance place. So the guy basically transferred it, got his plates and everything. And then when this woman's trying to sell us insurance, and I'm thinking like, well, hang on, do we have to go through with you? Like, is this the only company we can, can't we just shop around? Like, you're kind of forcing our hand. She's like, well, you need to have something on the car. You can't drive it. I'm like, why can't we drive it? So we've yeah. done have insurance. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I can still drive a car without insurance. No, you won't have a number plate. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, so we had to buy yeah, like exactly. a, a day thing so we could drive it home. And then we just happened to call into a Walmart. And I love how in Walmarts, you've just got a little booth at the end of the counter, basically come and get insurance in Walmart. <laughs> so we, <laughs> we ended up going to this place and I have long story short, we got insurance and we got given number plates. And I was like, what is this? What is this country? <laughs> I love your country. I really do. But, like, there are some things which are pretty messed up. And I'm sure you'd have the same going to Australia. I'm sure Mallory can tell plenty of stories about how we do things which are weird to you guys. But it's, wow. Things like that, I thought, yeah. would not be that complicated. Yeah, no, the, this, the drawback to beautiful Canada. We make everything really complicated. And bank accounts are expensive. Why do you charge $15 a month for bank account fees? What sort of lunacy oh, yeah. is this? <laughs> $15 a month. A month. I mean, they got to cover the cards. We have very nice. And where do you think all of our fancy money comes from? <laughs> I, like, we have fancy money. We My bank account, I think, charged $4 a month in Australia, and that was only because I wasn't a student anymore. I think most bank companies in Australia got rid of bank fees like that for, for just general accounts because people got so angry about it. So um, <laughs> that's Australia for it, mate. Get rid of it. All right. <laughs> we just listen to the consumer. I'm going to let you go to set column, but just quickly, um, how are the Leafs going? Austin Matthews has coronavirus, so... <laughs> yeah. Just the star player, you know, the the one of the top players, the, the cover boy of the NHL game last year, yep. has coronavirus, um, as does almost the entire Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, I'm making a wild prediction right now and saying that this restart of the playoffs, I don't think is going to happen. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that the season will probably end up picking up next year. That's just a wild guess on my part, but... We're we're not even at start of training camp yet, and it is going terribly wrong for all the teams. This isn't looking good. Well, in the AFL, they've been back for a couple of weeks now, but one player uh, actually just tested positive, so they postponed the game. Uh, but now they've just actually found, they've given this guy four tests, four tests, and on the fourth one, they've gone, oh, shit, he doesn't actually have coronavirus. So, <laughs> <laughs> four well, tests. Austin Matthews could be okay. He could be. Um, but this is all because they've gone to Florida, isn't it? Aren't they giving like 4,000 
cases a day. Like, I mean, maybe don't go to Florida, everyone. That's probably a... a re- yep. Tampa Bay, you deserve this. You're in Florida. It, that's not going to be one of the hub cities. Let's just be guaranteed of that. <laughs> Which apparently, so that obviously between Vancouver, Edmonton, and Toronto as a three in Canada, uh, Trudeau has basically gone, oh, no, 14-day isolation, not for NHL players, eh? You guys come on in. Which I'm sure is making some Canadians happy who are trying to come in from other parts of the world. Oh, I'm an NHL player. I play, I play for the Columbus Blue Jackets. You know what I don't understand, though, is they're pushing for these ones where the provinces are still in the hundreds for active cases. Manitoba, we've got seven active cases here. Why is Winnipeg not a hub city? Well, I could answer that. (laughs) 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 Vancouver apparently uh, is one of the favorites, but um, a lot of the complaints are around the time zone that because it's Pacific time and it looks as though Vegas Mm -hmm. will be the other one. So they kind of they want an eastern market, but uh, yeah, Toronto. I mean, they're they're still pretty bad over there in Ontario, aren't they? So, and and Edmonton. Yeah, that was the other city. Like, really? <laughs> What's in Edmonton? Let's I've never been. Make... I mean, Edmonton. They have the Oilers. That's it. They have a big mall there, don't they? And the West Edmonton Mall. That's all they have. Have you, have you been to Edmonton before? I have. I, I've been to Edmonton for one afternoon, um, and <laughs> I didn't enough. get to go to the West Edmonton. It wasn't even the West Edmonton Mall I got to go to. It was some knockoff, hey, we're the second biggest mall in Edmonton. And all I remember was playing a Simpsons arcade game for about an hour straight. Uh, That was my big memory of Edmonton. Colin, we went to the Mall of America. We don't need to go to the West Edmonton Mall. Even though the West Edmonton Mall is bigger, isn't it? I think it is, yeah. Uh, But, I mean, it doesn't have flying over America. No. That's the important part. It doesn't. It really doesn't. Or that Star Wars game that I... Didn't yeah. do very well at. Colin, always a pleasure. Thank you very much. And uh, please don't get coronavirus off Austin Matthews. I'll try. But if I do get it, at least I'll be well insured. All right. I teased before about a game. Now, the last time I think we had you on, you had to guess the NHL team names from memory. Uh, sure. Now, I thought of something slightly fun where this is one where you can actually get bonus points for it. So, what I what I have in front of me is I have a list of the teams from all four major pro sports teams in North America. Oh, my gosh. Being the NFL, the NHL, the NBA, and MLB. Now, I'm going to tell you the name of the team. So, for example, if I said the Raptors. I'd say Toronto. You would say Toronto. And for a bonus point, I would say what? of the four leagues is that in. And I'm not going to be technical. You can just tell me the sport. You don't have to tell me the abbreviation. MLB is really hard for my brain. MLB is baseball. I know that it's baseball, but I can just never remember what it's called. So so if I said the Raptors, you would say Toronto, Toronto. and then you would say they are in the sport of? Basketball. So you would get two points. So you you see where I'm going with this? I understand. Okay. All right. So I'm going to try this. And let's, let's do, let's try a little bit easy, okay? And there will be some leagues where there may be the same in different leagues. So. Oh, I understand. Like the same team name. in it. Yes, yeah. I think. Okay. Maybe. Uh, oh, there will be. So the Cardinals, for example. I know off the top I of my know head. I know the two. Cardinals, the baseball team, yep. who are from. I'll give you a point for that. Who are from. 
somewhere. They are from St. Louis if you're going no, for the I baseball wasn't team. Get that. But there are also the Arizona Cardinals who are a football team. I would not have gotten that either. And in saying football, I'm referring to American, American football, football, just for those playing at home. Not Canadian football nor the MLS. I'm not making it super tricky for and not really in uh both MLS and CFL, they don't really have mascots. Oh, they do have mascots. The Rough Riders, for example. I could totally get the CFL teams okay. over the NHL. Or the N- what is it called? NFL. Uh, the MLS, the soccer. Well, okay. This is less, okay. There are only, what, 10 teams in the CFL? Well, we'll do that another time. All right. Let's go with, okay, I'm going to tell you the Mavericks. Where are the Mavericks have from? Have you just tried to make this as difficult as you can for the first question? I just thought I would go with one for the sake of it. Is this baseball? It is not baseball. Is this football? No. Is, what <laughs> freaking sport is this? Basketball. Oh. Do you do you know you want to have a guess of where the Mavericks might be from? She's giving me a dirty look. They are the Dallas Mavericks in the NBA. All right, you Try want me to go again, with again, please? Okay. All right. Well, well, let's go for an easy one for you then. Let's go with the Panthers. Well, actually, is another. This is a quirky one where there are actually two different competitions with the Panthers, but there's an easy one for you with the Panthers. When I say an easy one, you would assume there's one sport that would be the easiest for you because you're from Canada. So it's hockey. It's hockey. I'll give you a point. Do you know where the Panthers are from in hockey? (laughs) The Florida Panthers. stupid. I don't like this game. The Carolina Panthers, if you had a guess that for NFL. Uh, Where are the Bulls? What sport and where are the Bulls from? Chicago. It's basketball. Correct. Well done. Good job. All right. Let's go with the Sabres. It's hockey. (laughs) It is. She's, She's thinking... She's thinking. She's got a big thinking look on her face. She's, I know this. She knows this. You do know this. I'm going to give you the count to three. I don't know. It's Buffalo, no, the I Buffalo Sabres. Okay. If I was to say the Yankees. Really? New York baseball. Well done. Well, you five minutes ago you um, going. That's off, two points. Thank you. Five minutes ago you going off of me for being too hard. Now you go off too easy. So okay. The 49ers. That's basketball. It is not basketball. What? I'm. You're going to get. That's football. It is football. You get two guesses because it's fifty percent chance. All right. And where are the 49ers from? She's putting on. Do I get half a point if I get the side of the country that it's from? Like I will give you. Well, no, I'll give you half point if you get the state. That doesn't help me. Well, this one, think, okay, think about it. If I'm giving you a chance for a state, this is a team from a state with multiple cities and multiple teams. So, therefore, you're going to assume it's a bigger state. What states would have multiple teams? What are the three big states in America that you would assume would have multiple teams? New York. New York's one of them, but it's not New York. And think West Coast. What West Coast state would have multiple teams, multiple cities, big cities in one state? California? Yes. <laughs> is it in California? It is in California. Oh, see, I thought it was West Coast. I feel like I'm giving you a lot of clues here and being very lenient. I have no idea what it's it is. one of the sands. San Francisco? Correct. I'll give it to you. Uh, that was very lenient. I thought that... Oh, wait. This is football. This is football. Yes. Uh. All right. If I was to say the Oilers... 
Edmonton hockey. Correct. Well done. Okay. Uh, if I was to say the Dodgers. Is baseball. Correct. And where are the Dodgers from? I'll give you a bonus point if you even, uh, like, I'll give you 20 bonus points if you tell me where they also used to be from. You'll never get that. Time's up. They are the Los Angeles Dodgers, and I would have given you 20 points if you had told me they originally were the Brooklyn Dodgers. So, there you go. Where would the Celtics be from? I know this. Oh, no. Peter's going to be listening to this, and he's going to get angry at you. It's basketball. Yeah. Where are they from? Where are the Celtics from? Peter's getting mad. I know. I'm sorry, Peter. I can picture they're like they're green and Boston. yellow, right? Boston. There you go. Where are the Diamondbacks from? And what sport are the Diamondbacks in? I'm going to say football. You are incorrect. I'm going to say not football. I have no idea. Just move it's on. baseball. And do you want to have a guess? No. It is the Arizona Diamondbacks. All right. Where are the Braves from and what sport are the Braves in? Bass NFL. <laughs> Bass NFL. It's baseball. It's baseball. What was the team name? Braves. I really want to say Miami, but I know that's wrong. It is very wrong. Is it Atlanta? The oh. Atlanta Braves. Okay. Where are the Avalanche from and what sport? My sport, hockey. Yep. Colorado? Correct. Good job. It's Look at you. It's hard going this way. Like, it's easier to think of... The team name. The the team name from the city. Mm-hmm. All right. Where are the Packers from and what sport are the oh, Packers Oh, I in? should know this. This is football. Correct. And they are from somewhere that wears green, maybe? I'll accept the state if you... Because it's a very specific area. It's not necessarily... Oh, I think it's a city. I think it's more of a region. But I could be wrong with that. So, like, Louisiana or Pennsylvania or one of the... No. It's... Well, the state's Wisconsin, but they're the Green Bay Packers. Oh, I knew that, actually. Yeah. Uh, See, green. I was close. Yeah, I should get a half a point for that. Where are the nets from? And that is net with an N because there is also a Mets. If you also tell me where they are from and what sport, but they are two different sports. The nets with an N is basketball. Correct. And they're in New York. Uh, I need, no, I need to, I'll give it to you. They used to be the New Jersey Nets. They are now the Brooklyn Nets, and you need to not cover your mouth as well. Sorry, yep, this is hard. And the Mets. If you go with your initial answer that you gave me. Baseball. And they are from, and you already gave me an they answer. They are from New York. They are the New York Mets. Correct. I need to give you an extra point for that one. But Brooklyn is in New York, so I think it should count. I gave, go but I gave it to this. you because you said New Jersey. They, you know. I mean, where they were in New Jersey is technically New York. It's all very weird. Where are the Ravens from and it's what sport? It's a baseball team. No. No. It's a football team. It is a football team. They're from somewhere in the States. <laughs> that is correct. Look at me go. Do you want to give me a... No. no. They are the Baltimore Ravens. Where are the Blue Jays anymore. from and what sport are the Blue... Toronto, baseball. <laughs> 
<laughs> Correct. This game is dumb. Uh, where are the Canucks from? Vancouver and Hockey. Sport? Also, you're not keeping track of how many questions you've asked me, so I don't know how you're going to know, well, I don't know. I'm, how many points I got. Because I'm not going to go through every single team. Do you want to be here for yeah, 120 no, 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 different no. teams? But like, you're going to come out to the end and be like, you have 20 points, and it's like 20 out of how many? Probably 150, but we have no idea. All Sorry. right. Let's test you on this one, and if you pay attention to your beloved fiancé, this should be an easy one. Oh, no. The Bills. Buffalo. Correct. What sport? That's a great question. Um, Process of elimination. You know my teams I and all the other sports? I think it's the angry one. The angry one. Football. Correct. <laughs> well done. White Sox. Are a baseball team. And I support them. From which city do they hail from? That's a great question. Think about it. The reason I go for this team is New York. Oh, no. Continue explaining the reason. The reason I go for this team <laughs> is because my favorite basketballer growing up from a city of one of the two teams that I support, Michael Jordan played for the... What team did Michael Jordan play for in the NBA? Whoa. You know, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Really? I'm wrong. That's the other one. That's LeBron. Um, for What two teams do I go for in the NBA? One of them is basically because I go... You don't... Okay, I go for the Raptors and who else? You know the other team I go the for. The Bulls. Chicago. They're from Chicago. They're from Chicago. Wow. <gasps> oh, I don't like this game. Goodness. All right, the Mariners. Are from Seattle and they're a baseball team. Correct. There you go. Uh, the now this is a twofer, two different sports, two different teams, same name. The Giants are a football team. Where is the football team located? You are correct on that one. You've said this city a few times already. <sighs> New York. Correct. Well done. And where would the, the other Giants be and what sport would they be in? Basketball. Nope. Base. Correct. Ball. And which uh, city are they from? Think the complete opposite of New York in terms of country. Complete opposite end of the country. You've already actually said this city for another team and got it correct. San Francisco. Correct. Good job. Can we give up on this game? I'm going to give you three more. Okay. Three more. Let's go with the Red Wings. Detroit hockey. Correct. Well done. Good job. Let's go with the Athletics. Oakland A's. Baseball. Correct. It was weird one. that you called them the athletics. It took me a minute. And the final one for you, let's go with the Phillies. If you think about their mascot, the city should be easy. It's, is it pass? It's not basketball. It's NFL then. It is not NFL. It is baseball. It's baseball. It is baseball. And what? Philadelphia. Wait. Correct. Sorry, that was the obvious one. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to. Uh... All I could think of was the Flyers are the hockey team in Philadelphia, so I knew it wasn't hockey. Who uh, named the other two teams from that city? 
You got the Flyers. You've got the Phillies. What's the uh, football team? They oh. uh, do. You, have you seen Silver Linings Playbook? No. They are the Philadelphia Eagles, and the basketball team. Seventy Sixers. Ah. There you go. Mallory, thank you for playing. We will have another fun, entertaining game for you, no doubt, next week on The Brink. <laughs> she gave me a look. All right, you meant to say thank you, but, you know. Oh, we'll... Moving you. on. I thought that was just the end. We always like to bring new people to the show. We just don't do it as much as we like to do it. And today we are thrilled to welcome a new guest to The Brink, a Canadian. It's funny that, given that I am now in this beautiful country and considering that our Canadian co-host often doesn't join us whenever she can't be bothered. But this person met me and I met him a couple of weeks back because we bought a motor vehicle from him. And it was podcast love at first sight. Let's just say that. We were in a car. The idea came about of recording a podcast And I'm never going to say no to somebody who is willing to let me record them on an episode. His name is Mr. Corbin Shapcott, and he's with me now. Corbin, mate, welcome to the brink. How's it going, eh? It's it's going great, eh? How 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 built those leaves, eh? Uh (laughs) No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Um, it's. It's so Canadian. I, I feel like, um, you know, this is just Mr. Dudley Do-Right on the show right now. But, uh, Corbin, it's a pleasure to have you here. And uh, I have to say, I don't often, when I meet people, automatically assume, oh, these people would be good on a podcast. But you, you've got that you've got that feel about you. You've got that personality. You're, you're a guy who likes to entertain. And when you suggested this, I was down. So have you have you ever done podcasting, been on podcasts before? Uh, no, actually, but first off, I'd like to say thanks, Ben, for, uh, allowing me to be on your show. This is actually, again, a first experience for me, but something I've actually thought about doing for a while, but I actually wanted to get into, uh, radio show hosting at the University of Lethbridge and start my own radio show for students and for anyone else who decided to listen in at the right time. Which is a, a an addicting experience. I mean, this show was born from a, a radio uh, station back in Australia, so I, I can personally vouch for that. I recommend doing that at some point because once you start doing it, even if you have like two listeners, it, it just – you love those two people. Those two people are listening to your voice and you can just be a dickhead on your show and, it, and who cares because you're having fun and you can talk about whatever you want because that's the point. It's your show. Yeah, exactly. You can either just shoot the shit or you can talk about shit. And or so both. It's, you it's, just go you just go wherever the wind blows. Exactly. Are you a born and bred Victorian? Tell me about where you're from in this great country of ours, Corbin, because we met in Victoria, but I know you've lived in Alberta, but uh, are you originally from this great city of Victoria? No, I was actually born in northern British Columbia in a very small small town called Burns Lake and it's about uh it's about a stone's throw away from Prince George Prince George is the main hub city which we visited the most and we grew up in that uh Burns Lake area uh Vanderhoof very like out in the bush no one really knows about it unless you know about it but not many people know about it and about seven almost eight years old my dad, he lost his job in the logging industry. And uh, then we said, well, my parents had said, well, we're moving to the city. And then 
I guess I was young and I couldn't make decisions on my own at the time, so I had to follow through. Lived in Alberta for about 13 years, and then I've been bouncing bouncing back and forth between British Columbia and Alberta, finding the best place to settle in British Columbia, and turns out I've been in Victoria for two years now and haven't looked back. There you go. Settled here, and things are going well for the most part. Little hiccups here and there, but yeah. Still trucking. Fantastic. What is the general perception when you're in Alberta that you say you're from BC and then then you say to somebody in BC that you're from Alberta? Because there's a big rivalry between the two provinces, isn't there? Which I really don't understand, but at the same time, there is a rivalry because they say, oh, Alberta's better. Oil and gas. <laughs> da, 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 da. But then BC are a lot more laid back and chill. We have the forest. We have the mountains. We have the ocean. And that's where I feel like it's a clash between two heads. They tend to, you know, one's more laid back while others like we're tough stuff. We drive trucks that are jacked to the sky and we go for rips on the prairies and there's mountains close by. Yes, that's the that's the beautiful part is we share the Rocky Mountains that border um, Alberta and B.C., whereas I don't understand the, the stereotypical warfare between the two. I mean, the stereotypical warfare that I get the most is actually from Alberta, is if you're either an Oilers fan or you're a Flames fan. Yep, very much They so. call it the Battle of Alberta for no reason. Or they call it for a reason. Whereas if you're a Canucks fan, well, then you're just sort of shit out of luck. <laughs> Which it's actually... You're just, in, you're just in the in the, the weird canoe. Well, it's, it's funny because um, one of our regulars on the show, Colin, he's, he's in Winnipeg and it's, it's actually funny learning a lot from him over the years about that perception of the Canucks from non-Canuck people, non-BC people, is that Canadians don't really give a shit about the Canucks. They're kind of just that team that, yeah, unless you're in Vancouver, you don't give a shit about them. No, pretty much. That seems to be the thing. I have a few friends who are Canucks fans, but yeah, at the same time, they just really don't give a... Are we allowed to swear on the show? You can say fuck. Go for it. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> I appreciate yeah, the hesitation. Can... Like, but seriously, we've said lots worse on this show. You, you go well, for your, go for your life. You can you can just edit over and just put like a a little honking sound over it. But too yeah. much effort. I used to do that way back in the day. But you have no <laughs> idea how tedious that is. Fuck it. Fuck. 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 I mean, every second word that a Canadian says, if he's working on the trades, that it's pretty much yeah. He says fuck every. <laughs> Every fucking sentence. And fuck, the other day I was just killing a day and fucking Buddy was trying to cut, you know, 40 bars of rebar and he was fucking it up. So I'd say, fuck, Bud, what are you doing? <laughs> You'd fit him well in Take Australia. Off, thank you, officer. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so it's, it's, a beauty, it's a beauty to have all that Canadian lingo too, though. I like the can... fact there is Canadian lingo because that's not something I think many, outside of A and a boot, the stereotypes, I don't think there's a lot of people well, out there who realize there are Canadian lingo. Those are sort of the the fantasized and mm. made up shit made by Americans. And Americans think they're the police of the world. They think they're hot shit, cool shit. But come on, really? Like, they're just jealous that Canada is way cooler than their country because it's less fucked up. Yep. Yep. I, I, I'm with you there. It's, um, it's, and it's funny because, like, you know, I will say you definitely do say A, but not like how they think you say it. It's more of it's just in it. It's like how we say mate. Like Australians say mate and we say g'day. We do say them and it's just we use them in our general vocabulary. But like it's kind of you don't say it in that stereotypical way that people think. And and as for a boot, 
It's more of like an about, like, and it, it depends on the person. Not all of you say it that way. It depends on which province you're from, I yeah. think, mainly, because you can either overdo your A's and your aboots and abouts, or however the fuck you decide to say it, <laughs> but as long as, like, the point is getting across. But if you are trying too hard, then we're going to notice you and we're going to call you out. It's... It's like you're 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 saying it too much, man. Like you got to fucking kill it. Like, like, chillax. It's it's a similar thing in Australia when you go to certain parts. There are definitely those very like Steve Irwin sounding Australian stereotypical voices that you think that they do exist. But yeah, I mean Queensland's a state where if you go up into the you know the tourist areas they they seem to get them in crikey mate welcome he's a he's a bloody ripper you know crikey shit fuck balls everything they'll just they'll swear at you and then i guess one of your favorite words down there is cunt where out here it's not a common word you come across that's usually like a oh shit he just fucking said that word like shit's going down and whereas you guys use it as a common swear word like fuck fuck shit whatever it's it's i mean it is a lot more commonly used it it, it is it's funny because like again it depends on where you are like you will have growing up in hobart definitely certain suburbs certain areas of the city the the rougher areas you will just hear it constantly and it's no thoughts are given but if you go to a you know a a bit of a different area you, you definitely like that would be a word that i would not have said to my mother that would be the only word i wouldn't say to my mother but everything else, you know, by the time well, I was old enough, you would there's say There's a it. common ground to follow. Yeah. And not like, I, I don't give a shit about that word at all. I will use that <laughs> I will use that word. But it is it is definitely, that's probably the only word that I would be selective of who I use it in front of. Oh, for sure. That's like with my family too. Like, we're pretty commonly open with swearing, even though some of my family's religious, whereas... You know, there's some certain things I wouldn't say around my mom, like, fuck, I wouldn't say that word around her, but she's heard me say, damn shit, bitch, like, it's just, those those are words that she understands that, yeah, it's sort of common lingo used nowadays by Canadians especially, but, you know, just some things you wouldn't say around your mom. Yeah, exactly. Living in Alberta, you obviously mentioned the Battle of Alberta. Now, you're an Oilers fan, so did you live closer to Edmonton? Is that why you ended up being an Oilers fan? <laughs> no, actually, we live pretty far south in Alberta, so we were actually closer to Calgary, where everyone was expecting everyone in the city to be uh, Flames fans. But um, most of my family was actually born and raised in Edmonton. My parents met in Edmonton, and my Mum's side of the family, they were all Oilers fans. So it's sort of like a family tradition, a family team that we we still follow. I still get a lot of flack from it, but I frankly don't give a shit because, <laughs> hey, hockey's hockey. If, if there's two teams going at it and it's good hockey, then fuck yeah. We all got, we've all got pints in our hands. We're cheering for our hockey teams. We're eating nachos or poutine or whatever the fuck <laughs> oh. you decide to eat. Yeah. Sorry, I just said the word poutine. I got excited. Yeah, it's. I mean, I, I love that about any family where you have kind of a tradition of a team because exactly the same for me in Australia when it comes to Australian football, my team in that competition is based purely on my dad and then my dad's, it was based on his mum. So, like, it's, it's a family tradition and I would hope if I ever have children, they would also go for the same team. And it's, it's kind of... 
it's, it's just that weird connection, don't you feel, to your family that you've kind of got this lineage that you're carrying on. And it doesn't really matter where you end up. I mean, right now you're a stone's throw away from Canucks territory, but you're always going to be an Oilers fan no matter what because that's just born into you. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny because even out here on the island, I'm seeing more Oilers flags and Oilers decals on cars and trucks and shit like that than there are Canucks fans. Is this the Connor McDavid, um, you know, the, is this just the, the, the next big thing? This is the hype around him that everybody's jumping on a bandwagon? I have to agree with it, yes, because they decided to start following the Oilers when they started to pick up momentum again. I mean, I was, I was still following them. Now, don't get me wrong, I don't know my roster shit and my stats and all that, but, you know, I, I kept up with the common trends because my brother, he played – all the NHL games, and he watched all the NHL like, highlights and all the games whenever Oilers played, and he would record stats, and he would just keep me in the loop of all of it. And he'd say, "Yeah, man, Oilers aren't doing so well, but like, fucking, don't don't lose hope, don't lose hope. They're gonna they're gonna rise again." And sure enough, like you know, um, Connor McDavid and Hall was was on the team, but then they separated the two, which was such a disappointment. But hey, that's just how hockey goes. Like you're gonna lose players but you're going to gain players. They're going to create new synergy. They're going to create new fucking cataclysms, whereas you just have to learn to work together. So if you have a good captain to keep the team together, then you'll you'll prevail. And I mean, I guess that's what McDavid's doing, whereas I don't remember who the last previous captain was. He was still doing pretty good. But where it all comes down to, when you get into the corporate and the like, general managers and then corporate, for NHL, that's where shit gets really sticky because, A, you have a coach and then you have an owner of the team and then you have to deal with NHL themselves. And so why the Oilers had potential during their their little rough valley times was because they were fucking tossing coaches in there and out of there like, you know, you're throwing hot hot dogs down a hallway. That's a good analogy. I like that. It's, I mean, it's – and it's always and so these – Well, it's with any – any sports fan would know that there's always going to be highs and lows and you've got to stick through it. And again, you show your true fandom of it, but it, it is exciting when you kind of get a, a hot prospect come in and really kind of light up the, the team. I mean, I guess Sidney Crosby did that with the Penguins and kind of, you know, look at how they went on to success and obviously not a Canadian franchise, sadly, but it, it, you, you get that. I guess the Canucks are kind of having that a little bit right now with uh, with Pedersen too, aren't they? So it's kind of, you know, you get a player in there and all of a sudden it's sort of, it gives you a bit of hope, gives you a bit of a spark. Well, it's because most of the American teams are actually composed of 80% Canadians. Exactly. That's why they're doing it. <laughs> the American like, Oh, we're fucking kicking ass. Fuck you, Canadians. So well, actually, do you know that like most of your team is Canadians? Yes. Well, having said that, though, and like, and I'm a Raptors fan, and there's no disrespect to the Raptors winning the championship. But did you notice that when the Raptors won, all of a sudden it was the other way around? All the Americans like, oh yeah, yeah. but ninety percent of them are freaking Americans, man. That doesn't count. <laughs> Fuck that. It still counts, man. Like I don't care. <laughs> Canada, I actually- like every, anytime a Canadian team wins, like not nah, we fucking won. We're gonna turn that table around and say screw you, America. Yeah. You do it to us all the time. So how about a taste of your own medicine? And you've got like, I mean, come on. I mean, one out of thirty chance in the NBA to win it. What seven out of thirty-one chance in in the NHL? Like that's your highest odds in any of the major league competitions. But you know, you've got the Blue Jays in in the baseball, none in the NFL. So I mean, you've got shorter odds. So when you win, it's a bloody big thing. Oh, it is for sure. We take our pride when us Canadians win. That's a good but thing. We're not we're not going to be sore losers like America. I love this one picture that I see on the internet. 
is where these two babies are just chilling on the couch. One is just laughing hysterically and the other is just super upset. And then the guy photoshopped the T-shirts and one the guy who was whining his face off was the American flag and the Canadian <laughs> baby was just laughing like, fucking chillax, bud. <laughs> uh, it's gold. I really am like when uh, we hopefully get to some normality with the NHL season uh, next season because I don't think it will happen um, this season unless the, the playoffs and the playing rounds get to a certain point. But I'd love to be able to uh, sit down on a couch with you and actually experience a battle of Alberta with a, a an Oilers fan in Canada because it's something I've I've never done. I'm a Flames fan, so like I need to be able to sit with somebody and just kind of you know experience some form of that, and then one day go to a Battle of Alberta game, which would be an incredible experience. It's it is an incredible experience. My brother he even went to a few of them, but he always got uh, nosebleed tickets because tickets to go to those games are retarded expensive. So. Yeah, like I think my brother and I, we we both have the same 2007-era Oilers jerseys that we both love. And then we said, let's let's go to a game sometime. And so we'd like to go to a game. And even out here, like I'd be I'd be more than glad just to rep my rep my Oilers and my family team, um, wear the jersey to a pub, even amongst all the other haters. I'll be there. You, you, I, I need to experience because I've, I've experienced several games in Canada uh, when it comes to watching them live. Uh, but I, I, I'd love to experience that sort of pub mentality going to a game because, like, I know as an Australian, when you go to watch a sporting game in a pub, it's it's, it's an added experience to when you do it, uh, you know, at home. And when I was living in New Zealand, they had the Rugby World Cup last year. Uh, Mallory and I were like, we have to go to a pub when the All Blacks are playing. Like, this is an experience we need to have. Oh. We had it. It was great. No, it, it was fantastic. And this is in small buttfuck in Vicargo, New Zealand, a tiny little city, but it was still an experience. So I, for one, am down. I've got my Flames jersey. I, I will stand next to you in that Oilers one, and uh, we, we can get it on and see see how uh, the reaction is to us walking around with those jerseys on. There would be something so unique and different if a hockey team were to do something like the, the Hawker. Where they're mm. just like so intimidating. You're in Oilers territory. Like, come on, take, come on, take. Oh, yeah. Like, man, we used to do that um, when I played community football. And that would be like a tactic to scare the opponents because we, A, we knew how to do the haka. And then we also had some big beefcakes on our team. Mind you, I was like still six foot two, but super skinny. I was a running back and, uh, and a tight end, but still like. There was something so cool and unique about doing the haka before a game and scaring the pants off of the other team and then just bulldozing them. They The thing that I loved about the haka living there too is that it's far more than just a sporting thing. This is like a obviously a traditional Maori thing that they do. So like you would go to a school and they would have a ceremony and the kids would do a haka. I, I, I did a story at the newspaper I was working for. Uh, there was a, a former rugby player who died, so there was a big memorial service for them. And sort of as a tribute, as he was coming out, the, the cask was coming out, all these kids did a haka. I even went to the opening of a Kmart and they did a haka at the opening <laughs> of a Kmart. So they love was their this- haka in New Zealand. Oh, that's so interesting. I mean, it, it, I guess it is, yeah, a Maori tradition. And it's not just a opposed – I mean, now it's not just reserved for rugby at all. Mm. I mean, yeah, exactly. That's that's incredible. Yeah. I, the only international game of hockey I've been to was Australia versus New Zealand when I was there. And sadly, the uh, the New Zealand team didn't do the haka beforehand. I don't know if on ice it's a little bit tricky, but, yeah, they didn't quite do that beforehand. They would have to have some very good 
steady, sturdy ankles. Very much because so. Because on skates, on ice, A, I hope that your ankles don't break, and B, that the ice doesn't break. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> all those guys stomping at the same time yeah. on that specific area on the ice, it might. The, the refs say, all right, hold up. Before this game starts, we actually got to spray water on it and let it freeze. <laughs> so come back in, you know, say like you know, 24 hours when it's frozen again. <laughs> you guys decided to be like very intimidating to the Australians and then – you know, now there's brown stains all over on the other side of the ice. True. Well, I mean, what's more intimidating than breaking the playing surface? I mean, I think the Australians would be pretty shit skillet. These guys are tough. They can break the ground beneath us. So, fuck, we might be screwed. That's why I think rugby fields are probably, like, similar to battlefields, as in, like, World War One or World War Two. Just little dents everywhere as you're running through and just, like, shit, this is the territory where they did the haka. Like, we're fucked. Yep. Yep, exactly, exactly. We're hot territory. We're about to get hot. <laughs> cool, but one thing that I loved when um, we sort of first met is you, you dropped a, a reference to a little movie called The Fifth Element, and, of course, uh, there is a Corbin Dallas in that movie. Now, was this something that is – did you see this young and kind of just connected it with your name? Was this something that you picked up late after the movie came out? Do you remember when you first connected The Fifth Element to your name? For sure. Um I never watched it when it first came out because as kids, we were limited to very like, you know, PG-13 movies and all that. So my parents weren't big into 18A and we actually only had VHS copies. We never had like cable or satellite as we were growing up. But eventually I started working at an HMV back when it was still around and my, uh, my coworkers were all just getting along like, cool. Like, oh, here he is. Welcome to the team. It's like, what's your name? My name's Corbin. Oh man. Cool. Like Corbin Dallas multi-pass. <laughs> Who the fuck is that? <laughs> like, you never seen the fifth element? No. Well, shit, you got to watch it. And I'm like, well, it's pretty cool that my name is actually Dallin, but it's pretty close to Dallas. <laughs> so then I guess they just started calling me Corbin Dallas or, They'd also just call me multi-pass at work. And I was like, I still don't fucking get it. So we get staff discount, cost plus a little bit extra or sometimes that cost. So I just went and picked up the movie one day and watched it. And then I was like, holy shit, this is super relevant to my life. Like it's not my identity, but it's like something to help people connect to me saying, hey, like what's your name? My name's Corbin. Cool. It's like, have you ever seen Fifth Element? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you can call me Corbin Dallas or you can call me Multipass. And they're like, Corbin, Corbin, my man. Because <laughs> Chris Tucker's just a fucking legend, man. Yes. He, just, he brightened that role up so well. I uh, mean, Prince we could have done a good job, but hey, Tucker nailed it as legend. he always in every movie, especially when he's with Jackie Chan. Like, they're just uh, an yep. couple. Yeah, I, I, I hope they end up making Rush Hour 4. They keep saying they are, but um, I don't know. I, I, I used to always quote that movie when um, at the end when Chris Tucker just storms off and is like, what's going on here? Bombs blowing up, shit going everywhere. I'm leaving. And he just storms in. And he's like, I used to always do that when I left the I place. Bet you, if I'm not mistaken, that probably was an actual take. Mm. Like an actual take and then he just fucking stormed <laughs> off and they used that as the end cut. Because you get so many golden moments as you're as like Hollywood's filming these things. Like half the shit that Jim Carrey is doing, Uh, it's all fucking improv. Like the guy hardly follows the script. He will. He'll follow like the premise, 
but he like when it comes to like word for word he's like nah man i'll fucking iterate it like whatever goes flows yeah yeah so i think chris ducker was yeah just he's, he's like i said fuck it i've had enough like fuck it i'm, <laughs> I'm done <laughs> leaving going out of there it's um yeah, no, Chris Tucker is amazing. And the thing that I love about Chris Tucker too is this guy's. if you look at his filmography, he's done like 12 movies. He's barely worked. But because he's so good and so memorable, you feel like he's been in so much more. I mean, I think he broke the record or at least equaled the record of highest paid movie star at one point for Rush Hour 2 or 3 just because yeah. he was. He basically was like, fuck it, I'm so good, you know who I am, give me all this money and I won't have to work for another 10 years. And he basically didn't. Well, didn't he also play the zebra in Madagascar? Uh, no, that was Chris Rock, other other Chris. Oh, okay. But, um, because he, he did Rush Hour 3, and then I don't think he – he was randomly in that Silver Linings playbook, and it was almost more of a dramatic role, and he was actually pretty good in it. But because um, he did, obviously, the Friday movies uh, before he was ever in Rush Hour and the Fifth Element. Right, because then did- he had- iconic moment where he's like you got knocked the fuck out <laughs> yeah 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 and he did that um i think it's called money talks at like a buddy cop movie with charlie sheen which it's random as hell but it's actually what quite is. funny like it's it's one of these random 90s sort of stereotypical buddy cop films but it's actually pretty funny like charlie sheen and chris I, tucker who would have thought i did really like chris sheen when he was not in like the the two and a half men when he mm-hmm. did the the show hot shots fuck that was so hilarious he just Killed it, and all the the improv comedy was so good. Yeah, no, it's yeah. it's interesting when you see these people work together and kind of you, you realize that. Corbin, I got to ask you our famous five questions. We're we're gonna get you back on the show. We're gonna we're gonna try and do this a regular thing. I'm not even do this in person. We, we we're gonna do a lot more with this because I think there's a uh, great fun we can have with this. But our famous five. I told you a little bit about this off air, and. These have been asked to prime ministers. These have been asked to Olympians. These have been asked to Academy Award nominees. You name it, people have answered these questions and been asked them. So no pressure on you at all with these. These are the biggest questions in Australian history, right? You land in Australia, they they ask you these questions. It's it's on your uh, immigration form. That's how important well, they are. Fuck, sort of sounds intimidating, but fuck, give me your best shot. Let's, all let's right. give it. I'm going to start with the first question. Corbin, what is your favorite type of cheese shit um actually i've been enjoying this um lactose free cheese called jarlsberg or jarlsberg however the fuck you decide to (laughs) do it it's like a very it's a firm ripened cheese i'm pretty sure it's german or swiss It's, it's it's very it has holes in it like swiss cheese but it's just so fucking good and it doesn't give you the farts <laughs> well that's always a positive <laughs> like my, my liver likes it so hey like let's let's keep eating it go for it sounds good question number that two and, uh, aged smoked cheddar oh Fuck, that's so good fancy i like that okay uh question number two now we had an advertising campaign in australia that ran for many years about toilet paper and in this ad they asked when you went to the bathroom with your toilet paper, if you folded it or scrunched it before you partook in the business in the bathroom. So, Corbin, are you a folder or are you a scruncher? Um, I'm a folder, but sort of like a hybrid. I will – I don't know. It's strange. I will take three pieces and fold it perfectly. And then as I'm in the middle of the wipe, <laughs> it just sort of gets scrunched because everyone's cracks different. Scrolled up. That's we kind of we've worked out. Yeah. Hey, that's that's a new term that can be actually uh, coined and patented. Put a As, stamp on that trademark. Like done. Uh, that's between a Canadian and a 
in Australia, man. That was that was patented on a podcast. Exactly. Well, the best answer we ever got to that, which I bring up every single time, particularly for people who aren't familiar with that advertising campaign, we had a guest who basically said, I basically will do whatever keeps the Vegemite on the toast. So you can uh, remember that next time you are. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's gold. Well, yeah. You can see why we bring that one up. Similar to the same question as like when you put your toilet roll on uh, the on- do you let it hang from the front or hang from the back? Because if you hang from the back, you're a traitor. Yeah, you're you're an absolute cock. Uh, <laughs> and I, if I'm in your bathroom and it's underneath, I will change it. And I don't care if you go off at me because I, it's I'm wrong. I'm the exact same way. And yeah. if I have like little sticky notes on me at the time, like maybe I should just start carrying sticky notes because I, I always carry a pen on me. I should just carry sticky notes and just say, this can never happen again. <laughs> this is the way it goes. You fucked up. And it's on the patent. It, it gets shared often when people have this debate online, like oh, you'll get the Facebook or the Twitter question. Like literally the patent for the toilet paper and the toilet, you actually see the person who invented it had it over. So it's like it's the proper way you meant to have it. So I don't get there's how this is an under thing. There's these new ones though. They're actually vertical stands. And so it oh. doesn't matter which way you have it. It just it rolls off like that. It's I a thought great that divide. Was a- that's interesting. There you it's go. Or you can just get a bidet and just rinse your bum hole. Like, I mean. The days, the first one I tried one, I said, this is like unexpectedly amazing, but <laughs> in my future house, I must get one. Yeah. I believe that's the slogan for bidets. Unexpectedly amazing. Uh, get one in your house today. Uh, question number three. Growing up, what was your dream job? Uh, to be an astronaut. Ah, Yes. Yes, Fuck yes. It. What kid didn't want to go in space and like find find all the planets and like search either search for extraterrestrial life or just explore the planets? I'm so amazed by space itself where I watch like a lot of space documentaries, I like all the sci-fi space movies, but it's it's crazy cuz I'll I'll delve in a little bit about what like I want to do as the dream in my in my business is eventually get on the scale because here in here on earth we do we do a lot of drilling and mining for resources. So instead of breaking the planet where we live on it and so fragile, if we have the since now we're evolving the technology and adapting to go travel into space. I mean, Elon Musk is like he's killing it with SpaceX right now. So eventually we're going to land on the moon. No 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 questions asked. I still think that the moon is a perfect spaceport. Anyhow, so we start flying these little drones that are remote controlled because here here where we are in the industry that I was in in drilling and blasting you can use a hydraulic drill from a remote from a satellite so if you get a rover on there get a drill on the surface of the the asteroid or even on the planet and then you can drill it load it with explosives blow it up and get a little min- miniature or like it depends on the scale of you're doing it you get an excavator of some size just to dig up all the samples and then it'd be very similar to like the mars rovers where they're analyzing it what are the properties like etc 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 i'm no scientist but this is just shit that i've been thinking of lately and i'm like why aren't we doing this we are so smart as humans why are we being dumb we're being primitive it's almost similar to like that meme i saw where it's the, it's the scale of evolution from monkey to human. And then the next from human is a slunged human. 
And then the human is actually turning around and says, go back. We fucked up. <laughs> and that's, that's our trajectory. That's where we're headed now. And if we don't stop, we're destined to, we're destined and doomed to die. And can I just say, uh, on what you were saying about sending those rovers up, uh, if that is the case in Armageddon, the movie shouldn't have happened. Bruce Willis shouldn't have had to die on that asteroid when he blew it up with oh, a nuke. Exactly. Yeah. It's just a tragedy. Yep. Rip. Bruce Willis. That was very mm-hmm. sad. Uh, also growing up, Corbin, question number four, who was your childhood celebrity crush? Oh, my gosh. Uh, I can't remember who it was when I was very, very young. But when I started to recall, like, my memories and better, it was definitely Scarlett Johansson. Uh-huh. Yep. <sighs> or she... I also had the hots for Sandra Bullock. Ah. Because she was older woman, and I find older women attractive because they're mature, they know what they want, and if they're, like, if they're very physically attractive, like, come on, for crap's sakes, you go look at Jennifer Aniston. She's getting up there in her numbers, but she still looks fabulous. Agree. Yeah, it's it's interesting you say Sandra Bullock because, like, I've always loved Sandra Bullock. She's one of my favorite actresses, but I can't say I – I mean, she's not unattractive. She's just maybe not somebody who I look at and go, wow, she's really hot. But she she's a beautiful woman, and it's but it's, it's not yeah. a common answer, I feel, when – like, Scarlett Johansson, absolutely. A lot of people will say her. Even Jennifer well, she's Anderson. she's like a Barbie doll of Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. Scarlett just she's she's in a lot of movies. It's a tragedy that she's in all these like Marvel movies where she's just throwing out one-liners and she's sort of like also being a model and just eye candy for people whereas like she's an actual human being where she has thoughts, feelings, emotions and two-time like Academy that. Award nominee this year. She got nominated twice. Uh, you know, sadly didn't win any of her Oscars this year, but um, you know, well, I agree with you. Yeah, she's she started winning. She's she's been doing so well for herself. I mean, one of my favorite movies that she was in was with um, oh, what's his name? He played Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh, um, um, uh, Ewan McGregor. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ewan McGregor. So, so him and her were in The Island. Oh that, yeah, I remember that movie. Yeah, so so cool. People say mm, it was alright. Like you're a fucking idiot, man. That's a genius <laughs> movie. I'm Tom Lincoln. No, I'm Tom Lincoln. I think we studied that in university when I, because I one of my degrees was in film, and I think there was some correlation to some other philosophical thing we were doing. So I'm pretty sure, yeah, that's a long time it's ago. It's a deep movie, and I feel like this whole Westworld series that has been released, they're sort of imitating that same thing. Mm-hmm. And that's where, I mean, Westworld was based off of a really old movie and, a, and an old book. I think it was released in the 70s. It was Michael Crichton, wasn't it? The guy who wrote Jurassic Park, I'm I believe. pretty sure because Crichton was like, crikey Crichton, man. He fucking like... Legend. He had some really good ideas. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, Jurassic Park, to this day, my favorite movie, my favorite book. So, yeah, yeah just an absolute legend. And involved, like, one of my favorite TV shows of all time, ER, Michael Crichton basically created that. He was uh, one much. of the guys yeah. who... Yeah, crazy. So... Yeah, insane. Uh, final question for you today, Corbin. What is your worst habit? Oh, man. It's either got to be like grinding my teeth or biting my nails. Uh-huh. Right. Do you do them both at the same time? Depends how anxious I am. <laughs> well, we know if we see you doing that, then like we maybe need to calm you down or like get out of your way. One of those two, right? Yeah, you put me in one of those uh, sound deprivation float tanks with like a thousand pound of Epsom salts, and man, I'll be fucking like stole relaxed. You, you, you let me like listen to the Morrowind soundtrack by Elder Scrolls, and fuck, I am just calm as a 
Calm as a what? Calm, calm as the wind? Calm as a farm. We say in Australia, calm your farm, so you could be calm as a farm. I, I don't know how, farms aren't always that calm, obviously, no. particularly at five in the morning, but apparently if Australians think they are. Farm, I mean, like, if you have sheep, it's going to be fucking noisy. <laughs> Cows, they just kind of do their own thing in horses, but chickens and, like, whatever, like, I don't know, man, like, you, you farm whatever you farm. Yeah. But calm, calm your farm. I mean, it's, that's kind of like saying, like, like, get your shit together. Yeah. Like, your animals are fucking going nuts. Like, calm them down. Yep. it's it's actually kind of funny whenever again you live in a country you have your words and things you say it's it's normal to you and then when you all of a sudden use an expression like calm your farm in front of a canadian they often are like like what did you just say to me like what like what the hell are you well you'll relate the best to canadians if you say calm your tits calm your tits okay i like that yep it's uh often actually mallory gave me a great valentine's day card this year which said um i would love you with all my heart but my boobs are bigger so she uh, drew a picture of her boobs <laughs> on a card. So, yeah. It's, Fuck, uh, yeah. That's, like, that's the kind of humor I really appreciate about women. Like all this all this uh, buttered up, fantasized and Hollywood-style novel, novel romances, I'm finding that more women just like to shoot the shit and, you know, that's, that's, the, that's the more attractive woman rather than – the shy ones are so cute though because – when you get past that little cute bubble, they're fucking like, they're crazy, but they're crazy fun. They're they're like better kissers. They better at explaining their emotions because they've been bottling up forever. And then when they release it in the sack, it's like, oh boy, like, <laughs> like uh, yeah. Just because they're shy in person that. doesn't mean you know, yeah, like. Because then, like most of the shy women, like, they don't beat around the bush when it comes to it. <laughs> Well, I, they don't have a bush. So no, well, I was actually I was thinking of that, um, but I, I was trying. You came up with a better segue than I did there, so I'm glad that uh, glad that we can end it on that note. Corbin, this has been a lot of fun. As I said, we're going to get you back on. We'll do this in person next time, mate. But uh, welcome to the brink. Hopefully, we haven't scared you off, and we look forward to getting you back on again, uh, no doubt, very time, uh, very soon. Awesome, my pleasure. Thanks for having me, Ben. <laughs> you said before you thought it was the end. And now it is. This is the end. Thank you for listening to The Brink. No? You, you've you really been missing the, the farewell. Keep sucking part. your oranges. <laughs> your oranges. The oranges. Are you quite flexible in order to be able to... Uh, <laughs> Just let me go. <laughs> what, you, what do you want to do right now? Not my homework. Not your homework. We have to install a light. Oh, shoot. I forgot about that. <laughs> Um, it is, I will say, this week it is Canada Day, which uh, is somewhat exciting, but at the same time it's not because... We've made our son very sad. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> we put our lovely little Canada jumper on Stiggy, but um, we can't, there's no like fireworks or big celebrations or things like that, but uh, I spent some money at the dollar store and bought some Canada merchandise, which is exciting. What would you usually do for Canada Day? Did you ever usually do anything or not really? Hang out, go to the lake, have barbecue, go to the fireworks. Yeah, cool. You know. Hopefully cool. next year we will get to... Like uh, normal celebration things. Get to see that next year, so... Enjoy uh, my day off, go camping, I don't know. So you get a day off this week, don't you? Don't you? Or is that no, the following it's next week? week. Uh, okay. I mean, I do have Canada Day off because it's one of my regular days off. You don't get a but stat But then I get day. a... No, I do get a stat. Oh, and that's for next, next Friday. Friday. I yeah. see. Exciting. Well... 
Happy Canada Day to everybody this week and happy July 4 to our Americans uh, for Saturday as well. I'm sure they'll probably not be cancelling any events and probably still be going ahead with things because they're America and America fuck yeah, so I'm sure. Uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. We're sorry for the delay in bringing you these episodes, but uh, we're hopefully going to have them more re- regularly in the coming weeks, so uh, stay tuned for that. And maybe I'll perk this beautiful little sausage up a little bit more every single week because... Uh, I'm a perky sausage. You know she's a bit sporadic in her mood. <laughs> you haven't been too bad this week, I'll be honest. No, oh, thanks. You know, you're not your usual grumpy Stupid self. game that you chose. Well, what would you... What game? I think next week... Uh, we need. We, we were talking about doing this when we were in quarantine, and we never did. But we need to have a game of spite and malice, uh, or bananagrams. And we oh, bananagrams! Let's have a game of bananagrams. We we will do this on the microphone for the next episode, and because that's it. Because I one of my favorite ones is when we used to play Monopoly at Tiffany's, and we would record. It was fun. And do you remember one of the very first times we ever recorded when we just started going out? We played Yahtzee, and oh. we recorded ourselves. Wasn't playing that Yahtzee. on our phone? Uh, I don't think it was really No, it was one of those travel ones. Remember I had a little travel kit at at, uh, my dad's. So there you go. This is very exciting radio for everyone. It is. That's that's the slogan of the brink. It's very exciting radio. Yes. Said no one ever. Uh, (laughs) Thanks, Colin, for joining us. Thanks to Corbin for joining us. And thanks for you at home, wherever you are listening. I apologise that you can't get the last hour of your life back. But until we next speak again... Keep sucking those oranges, Hobercargolia. Yeah. Yeah. Is that like Victoria? Oh, okay. Hobercargolia, but Hobercar. Invictoria art. We'll come up with something better. (laughs) And (laughs) good night.